Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, April 26th, and we have a high of 17 degrees here in the Edmonton area today with a bit of rain this evening. Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, yes, we are broadcasting live on the Podbean app as we do every morning at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, all you gotta do is download the, the Podbean app, join in live, and uh, you can be a part of the conversation in the... Uh, the chat box there and as well you can click the call in button and ask any questions you want about real estate investing mm-hmm. anything you want join the little morning show community it's an awesome one free coaching every morning and anything these, you want to know and all these people are networking and and building connections and and friendships yeah like francis <laughs> francis is here kathleen's here robbie's here chris's here courtney's here Kavis, robbie again tammy <laughs> Johnny Five just joined the room. Johnny Five <laughs> is in the house. Johnny Five is in the house. What a welcome. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Who appreciates the DJ air horn at 6.02 Six, in the morning? 6.01. <laughs> uh, we got a couple of upcoming events here I'm going to be talking about a little bit. But hey, um, I meant it. But that whole free coaching thing, this is a free platform for you guys to get your questions answered. Okay. I want, uh, I want, I want some listeners to take some action today. Yes. Um, I want to, I want to hear tomorrow about, wow, thanks for, thanks for answering that question. Um, that was really holding me back. I, and I went out and I, and I, and I did this thing and uh, it changed my life. Um, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear that every morning mm-hmm. about, hey, I did something yesterday. Um, that pushed me further in the direction of my goals and dreams. Um, because if I don't hear that, then I feel like I'm not doing enough. And I don't know how much more I can do. <laughs> Bring your questions. Yes, yes. Um, uh, in, the com- in the chat here in the piping app, um, Josh, Josh said to Leo that he likes the name change. So I, I had to go in and see what it was because I couldn't see the full I, thing. I saw that yesterday, yeah. Leo, the REI father. I, <laughs> yes, Leo. <laughs> Love it. Stealing my thing. <laughs> Stealing my thing. At first glance, I thought it said the REI Godfather. <laughs> Leo's going to make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> oh, oh, too funny. Too funny. A uh, couple upcoming events. Nothing too crazy. Actually, you know, there's lots. Of, no, why did I even say it that way? What did you say? Nothing too crazy. Well, um, like there is some. Oh, crazy it's cool. crazy. It's yeah. <laughs> um, I I suppose we've like our upcoming events has been so like jam packed, jam packed for the last two months that like now it's just like oh yeah we only got a couple things coming up. <laughs> no, it's, it's still pretty cool. Um, so Friday live training this Friday, ironically. Yes. Funny how that works. <clears throat> On the Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group, live at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and we have Mr. Barry McGuire joining us. Yes, sir. We're, um, ma'am. Excuse sorry. me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And uh, we're going to be talking <laughs> Joint Venture 101. So everything Joint Venture, and it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. We have Barry McGuire himself Um helping us through that so it'll be a good one yes yes um barry teaches creative strategies and that's one of the creative strategies that he teaches um so very excited to have him come join us for that um joint ventures how how many uh, times have you heard gabby people say that i don't want joint ventures i just want to do it on my own all the time um why would anyone ever agree to do something like that yeah every time yeah well not every time but yeah damn near mm-hmm. yeah it's but you'd be surprised um so we're going to go over the basics the the, the one-on-one class on joint ventures um because i think it's important absolutely yeah uh as well 
the Real Estate Investing Masters Mentorship Group. Official start is May 1st. If you haven't signed up for that, sorry, if you want to sign up for that and you haven't signed up for that to become a real estate investing master, um, sign up. Yeah. And congrats to Francis who uh, joined the clan yes, yesterday. The clan. <laughs> I should think of a better word, hey, for our crew. <laughs> what are yeah. we? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, congrats, Francis. That's awesome. Yes, you took the step. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And to everyone else as well. Um, yeah, so that's good. That's uh, kicking off on May 1st. Um, if you guys are signed up already, you should have already received an email from us. Check your junk mail or spam f- folder. Also, check it for an email from Donna McGuire because you should be receiving your home study kits as well, mm-hmm. which is freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, to get all those creative home strategies, agreement for sale, rent to own, wholesaling, joint ventures. Joint ventures. <laughs> options, fix and flip. Um, yeah, you're going to be getting all those home study kits. That's, that's thousands of dollars in home study kits right there. Mm-hmm. You can just listen to them whenever you want. Yeah. Isn't that amazing that yeah. we were able to lock those up? Yeah. To, 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 to lock up that partnership with Barry and Donna. So yeah, it's, that was the one thing I wanted. I didn't want people to have to choose between other courses and other coaching programs. Oh, well, should I do this or should I go to this? Should I take this course or should I go do this course or should I take your coaching? No. How about you just, how about you get everything? All yep. for an affordable price. <laughs> Irresistible offers, baby. Like, yeah. if that's what you need, if that's what you need, then there it is. Bam, right there. Everything you need, one-stop shop. But if you're kind of the frugal type of investor, you're like, eh, well, I'd rather just try and find it online. And you've been struggling with the YouTubes, it's YouTubes and the podcasts, then uh, just join us live every morning and get your questions answered. Yeah. Bing, bang. Friday live training, additional free training. Yeah. Wayne, when you just said that about, um, you know, wanting to to learn yourself and stuff, because there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's great. These... I, I gave a goofy voice, but I, know. I, I did that because I said that too. Yeah. But, I, but the thing that I was, where I was going with that is that, you know, like, and we've talked about this, how when we started, there wasn't online material. You couldn't, like, besides Barry McGuire's Tales from the Trenches, that was, um, that was pretty much it. You couldn't get free information. You had to join the Real Estate Investment Network, Rain, or um, Keyspire, or like, whatever. Yeah, and, so you had, to, you had to drop 200 bucks a month on a membership, or or $52,000 on a membership. Yeah. And when those are the options. Yeah. And when we were getting started, we were like, damn, like, you know, that just, it seemed as you start out in anything, that seems crazy, right? Well, also because what seemed so crazy about that was the fact that there was no certainty that we were going to get the answers that we wanted. Yeah. We had no clue what these things were. You just sign up and you hope that all the answers are going to be on the other side of that wall. Yeah. Because there wasn't like, they weren't like, as far as I could tell, there wasn't much like um, promotional material about like what it was or what was happening and all that kind of stuff. It was just kind of like everybody's a member and you join. This is where everybody else goes. So I must go there. Yeah. Anyways, um, I digress. Sorry. I did have a point here and you just kept taking it in your own direction. <laughs> uh, what was it? Oh, now that there's all this free information online, like literally there's like thousands upon thousands of YouTube channels and podcasts and blogs and um, everybody has a page that they're doing lives on and you know like every every realtor every mortgage broker every real estate investing professional like there's just everybody's putting out information right Mm -hmm. which is fantastic you can literally go out and get whatever information you want but the problem being is that there's a lot there's so much noise there's so many courses there's so many live events there's so many or not live events um like live trainings type of things like webinars and like all those types of things and for people who have trouble focusing in on what they're actually doing and what and what is going to move them forward that can be really hard and really distracting and i so i think that i i think that it's a blessing because we didn't have access to information I think that's awesome that you can access information, but I also think it's a curse Mm -hmm. because where would we be if there was all that information and we didn't just have like, we finally ended up joining Rain and they're like, buy and hold in a safe market. And we were like, okay, we'll do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? That was their thing. And so, and that was the, that was their thing. And that was, you know, what we thought was 
safe and made sense. And we're like, okay, we have somewhere to start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas now it's like, what should I do? How should I start? Should I burr? Should I start flipping? Should I like do all these things? So I think, um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And the other thing I was going to add on was that uh, that was the big reason why our mentorship program was 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 tailored this specific way. To be honest, I added in um, Barry McGuire's, all Barry McGuire's courses as, as free as part of joining the mem- membership for you guys, because I didn't want to teach. I, I still, I don't like teaching. I only teach when I need to, right? If, if someone wants a basic training event, okay, cool. I'll do it. Not a big deal. I can do it. But in my opinion, the education's not the problem. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of education out there and I see plenty of people just getting stuck in the education yeah. and call it the analysis process if you want. <clears throat> But then no one's taking any action because it's it's either I've got no information or I've got too much information. Mm-hmm. There's no action taking going on. Mm-hmm. You know what? I just, I'm going to tag a new term here because um, you were talking about, you know, getting sucked into all these different seminars and stuff like that. You know, these entry level free webinars and seminars that are like, you know, five bucks, zero, 20 bucks, seventy five dollars. You know that they're all entry level videos to get you into, you know, their funnel into their big ticket item, which mm-hmm. is their coaching program or, or their course or something along those lines. So you, you keep, you keep dipping your toes into all of these little funnels, funnel here, funnel there, and you get added to this newsletter, 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 and you just get completely bombarded. And so you're stuck in these funnels, endless, endless funnels. You almost get like a funnel vision. <laughs> I'm tagging it today. I like it. <laughs> because it, you know what? That was never a problem before. Yeah. And Francis in the chat here says it's too much information equals analysis paralysis. You know what? That is something, but I'm going to, I'm going to start calling it funnel vision because everybody's got a fucking product these days. It, us included. Yeah. Us included, but I'm open and transparent about it. About what it actually serves. Not some fucking three-step formula to get you six figures a month for in less than 30 days. Everything is open on the table. If you want it, take it. If you don't, don't. But stop buying into these other, you know, BS formulas and these, you know, three-step programs and these free webinars and stuff because you're going to get funnel vision. I like it. You dig? Okay. Um, but anyways, that's coming up on May 1st. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all I want, all I want, the reason why I get up early every morning is to hear that the people that are joining in live and the people that are listening to the recorded podcast are taking action and getting closer to the dreams. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's my purpose. Yep. That's my contribution. I just, I want to know that people are taking the information that I've learned through the past, through through my experience, and they're using that information and they're using, you know, some of my quote unquote inspirational words or motivational words and they, and it helped them take action one day Mm -hmm. and it helped them move forward. Um, On that note, I don't think I've ever mentioned this. Maybe I have. You know, it doesn't take that much action, eh? Really? Yeah. Sometimes I have to take action every day. I have to hustle hard. Not really. You just got to do one or two things a day. If you work eight, ten hours a day, just do one thing a day. Mm -hmm. One thing that's going to keep the needle moving. One thing every day. That's it. And if you know where it is that you're going talk about having a plan having a destination if you know where it is that you're going and you can reverse engineer where it is that you're going then it's very easy to do one thing every day in order to get you closer to that simple obviously first step begin with the end in mind figure out what it is that you want okay reverse engineer it in order to how to get there and then every day do one thing, one thing that's going to push the needle just a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. You know, I, I don't work hard, but fuck, do I, do I progress every single goddamn day? I'm always growing. 
If I don't do one thing a day, I, you know me, Gabby, she lives with me. I'm a sad sap. Mm-hmm. Like I just get really depressed that I'm not moving. If I'm sitting in, you know, in, in, in a bit of a, uh, almost like a management state where I just, I'm, I'm managing things. Oh, I better go take care of this. I better take care of this. Otherwise this won't work out or I better take care of this, but I have to finish this. I have to check off this thing off the list. And uh, if I'm not doing one thing that's pushing me forward every day, I'm, 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 I'm damn near depressed, which is terrible, but it's a good motivator to keep me kind of moving. But one thing, one thing every day. And now that I don't work anymore, I, I'm full-time in real estate investing. I, I can normally do two things a day. And that's, you know, those are my goals, just to make sure I keep moving a little bit further. Gabby hates it. Gabby hates it because she's trying to keep up with the other stuff that I put in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, but just one thing every day. That's all I'm trying to say is that I know you're busy. I know you got shit. I know you got a dog. I know you got kids. I know they got gymnastics. I know you got a baseball team. I know, I know you've got stuff. I know you committed to this thing over here. I know you're in some five-step program that's going to get you to become a millionaire in 60 days. I get it. You already committed to that. You should finish it. Yeah, I mean, you paid for it. May as well see if it's worth anything. But still, just make sure that you're not just reading some textbook. Make sure that you're not just taking the kids to gymnastics. Make sure that you're not just going to work every day. Do one thing every day that can help you push you forward just a little bit towards that goal. You'll be surprised after about 30 to 60 days. Here's Wayne's 60-day formula. <laughs> one thing a day. Do one thing, one little thing a day for 60 days and then look back. Look back. What day are we on right now? 26th. What's 60 days from now? <clears throat> May. Let's say the end of June. End of June. I'm going to put this in my calendar and I want you guys to put this in your calendar too. Let's go June 26th. Hopefully that's not a weekend. It's a Sunday, June 27th, <laughs> June 27th. I hope you guys all have a calendar. And for those of you who, um, who do have kids in school, that's pretty much the end of the school year before you have your kids home with you all summer. So June. if that's not a kick in the pants to get some stuff moving in the next 60 days, I don't know what is. June 27th, I'm putting it in my calendar, you put it in your calendar as well. I want June 27th is going to be a day of reflection. We're going to look back on April 26th, the conversation that we had today. <laughs> Amy, you shush your mouth. <laughs> Amy doesn't Sorry. like to be reminded that yeah. her kids are going to be out of school. <laughs> Well, it's right before the kids are out. So it's, it's going to be that reminder because I know sure as shit. On on that Friday of that that week, you're going to be like, well, I can't do this one thing a day anymore because I've got my kids now and my kids are home and there's no way in hell I can get one thing done a day because my kids are around and I, I'm, I'm a realtor and I've got goddamn emails and phone calls coming through every 10 seconds. Get ready for the chaos. You have to adapt. Well, this is going to be your slight reminder right before that, that, hey, you've got 60 days. Here's Wayne's 60 day challenge, 60 day formula <laughs> to success. Just do one thing a day. And I, so anyways, June 27th is going to be a day of reflection. I'm going to remind you guys on the 27th. Let's see if anybody, and then we'll look back and see how far you got. Mm-hmm. See what you got done. Does that sound fun? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm putting it in the calendar. It's not that freaking hard. <laughs> really? No, it's not. <clears throat> Gabby and I, I'm a, I'm a big believer in this. I, 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 I do, I have moments of reflection on a regular basis. And uh, just from time to time, I'll be like, hey, Gab, remember when uh, when I made that phone call to that person? And she'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, That's when everything changed. Yeah. What if I didn't? Where would we be right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. You also like to uh, pull up moments of reflection when when I'm in a really bad mood or in like a state of chaos and like I feel like I'm falling down a deep dark hole buried in in stuff and you're mm-hmm. like and you like to bring up like imagine what it would be like if this was this or if we didn't do this or if this and that and I get so mad in the moment I'm like leave me alone 
And then a few hours later, when I have like a women's mastermind group, I'll be like, I'll bring it up. Be like, Wayne reminded me of this today. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's treacherous waters. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm swimming in when I do that, but yeah. it's important. Yeah. If uh, I know that you'll 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 realize it later. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear it at the moment, but then I'm like, damn, he was right. It's the truth. Yeah. Even some days where I, I could just tell that you're just like you are hating doing these all this shit. Um, it's a good reminder to be like, hey, you know, you do you remember when you used to sit at a desk for eight hours and people would shit on you? Not literally. She had a better job than that. I was the best employee too. Um, like <laughs> shoot, you just you have someone else telling you what to do, right? Yeah. You'd have clients, you know, calling, complaining. You'd have management ahead of you or above you, you know, uh, asking when that things could be done. You'd have a project. I mean, now you work like two and a half hours a day. Uh -huh. that, I think that was the reflection. That was um, the one that you told me because you're like, you're like, yeah, today was hard. <clears throat> but Gab, you put in what? Four hours? When did you start? When did you get out of the shower and get ready? What was it like? 10 o'clock? And what is it now? Like two? Yeah, it was a hard four hours. But you worked four hours. Could have been eight. <laughs> Could have been eight. Could have been nine by the time you got home from your drive. God six, Gab. You went and got your eyebrows done yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> when's the last time your manager let you go and do your eyebrows in the middle of the day? I'm not yeah. saying I'm your manager, but when the, when's the last time you were at a job and, and you were able to do that? That I just decided to, and I'm getting my hair done tomorrow. <clears throat> when's the last time, like, you know, oh, shit, I forgot to get groceries uh, for the kids' lunch. And I've got no lunch for the kids. So, like, I guess I'm sending them with crackers and peanut butter. Um, and, but, like, does your manager let you leave work and then go pick up lunch and drop it off at the school? Mm -hmm. No. Can you do that as an investor? Yes. Yeah. Like, there's so much flexibility. Like, you know, we, I could, I could, I don't very often, but I could just say, hey, Gab, you want to go out for lunch today? Yeah. Bam. You know what I mean? It's yeah. reflection super important. And that, I mean, that's just us. We're just sharing our examples. But um, I think it's really important just to kind of look back and even just think about today. Just think about like all the stuff that you that you know now that you didn't know when you first thought about real estate investing. Yeah. <laughs> that's a funny one. Yeah. That's a funny one because I remember that vividly. Um, <clears throat> I can remember exactly the dumb things that I thought real estate investing was about. Or the dumb ideas that I had in the first six to twelve months, I'm like, oh man, that I can't believe I thought that. So it, it makes it e I I do that on purpose because it makes it easier to connect with people who are starting out. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I'm just like, oh, that is the dumbest idea ever. But then I'm like, oh, you know what? I had a very similar dumb idea, so I get it. Um, you're just you're just trying to figure it out. But think about that as well because it's even that right there is a huge win. Count that as a win because. Think about how far you've come in your education. Yeah. Right? I also think one of the most important lessons, I, I think it's kind of like cool that this is the direction that the conversation has gone because I, I love talking about this stuff and I think it really helps people who are starting out. But I think that, um, you know, looking back and reflecting back at where I was when we started this and, you know, where I, I am now <laughs> specifically, um, I think one of the biggest lessons for me that, you know, Wayne, you always tried to drill into me early on, but like, I just didn't understand it was that, um, you know, I used to get so anxious about being a landlord and like the issues that would pop up and having to deal with like those nightmare tenants the first couple times, um, first couple tenants that we had. And I used to be, I used to just get filled with so much anxiety and like the phone would ring or an email would come through and I would just be like, my full body would just be like ridden with anxiety. Mm -hmm. I like didn't know how to handle myself. And I was like, why are we doing this? Like, like we need to get out of this. This is crazy. Like, and you used to always remind me that like anxiety or like, you know, all these feelings come from the unknown, from not knowing. Mm -hmm. And once you know, and once you experience them and once it becomes, you know, just part of the job that anxiety goes away because you've experienced it before you know how to handle it mm -hmm. and so all of those firsts were really really hard on me and i would have quit easily if i was 
doing it on my own or if I, you know what I mean, like didn't have somebody else like level-headed and, you know, able to calm me down or just take it over and deal with it and try to like shelter me <laughs> because I was so scared of everything. Yeah. And as those situations happened and as we experienced things, I it got a little bit less and a little bit less and a little bit less until I really became a master in what we were doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, this happens. This is how we deal with it. This is what the residential tenancy act says inside and out. I knew it. This is, you know, how the RTDRS works. This is who now who we call when there's a leak in the basement. Because yeah. like, man, you get that call and all of a sudden you shit in your pants. Like, <laughs> oh my God, what do we do? How much is this going to cost? Yeah. Like all those things, you just don't know. So once you build a team, once you build your knowledge, once you build, you know, like people who you can ask questions to a network, all those things. All those anxieties just fade away. You also didn't have a community either. No, because real estate investing wasn't online. There wasn't Facebook groups. There wasn't anything. Like we were just like in this little pond swimming around trying to like figure it out on our own until we, you know, I think once we joined the real estate investment network and started meeting some people, that's- Which was the only network at the time. The o- yeah, the only thing no that Facebook we could have groups. done. Yeah, there was literally no Facebook groups. And so, yeah, once, and then, you know, through the real estate investment network, you found a women's um, mastermind for mm-hmm. me to join. Um, and that's when, you know, I started making some friendships with some other women and like realizing that I wasn't in it alone and all those types of things. So yeah, it comes like, it comes through experience where all those concerns and worries and anxieties kind of just like wash away. Yeah, And I think that's been like the biggest thing for me is I wish I would have realized it then that this is, this is passing. This is going to go away. This is just learning something new, mm-hmm. right? Anytime you learn something new, it's not comfortable. It's yeah. scary. Do you use that now as as almost like a tool for getting through any new uncomfortable situations? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and especially because you're somebody who constantly is reflecting back, I've learned to incorporate that as well and to remember that. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. And I want to just kind of just rewind about three minutes there uh, when you were talking about that it's always going to be hard, that you're always going to... Um, you were talking about having to do hard things and mm-hmm. and the only way to really get through them is through experience, yeah. right? You were yeah. talking about that. So I want to get back to that point because I think it's important just as a reminder that it's always going to be hard and you're always going to have uncertainty, yeah. right? Of whether it's going to work out or how to deal with something. But the only way to not get stressed out by it. The only way to find out how to get to the other side is, is to actually do it. Yeah. And, and I love that you said that because you would tell me all the time, it's okay, this, this, and this, and this is how it's going to work. And it's okay. And you would reassure me all the time that it's fine. And this is how we're going to deal with it. And this is what's going to happen. You're and telling I, me that the answers, the education, the information was not enough? No, I didn't believe you. I was like, you could tell me that literally it's sunshine and rainbows and that I don't need to worry about it. And it's all good. And this is exactly the outcome that's going to happen. You could have guaranteed it. And I would have still been anxious until I saw it through and saw the result of it Mm -hmm. through my own experience. And somebody can tell you, this is how you handle this situation exactly. Do this step number one, this step number two, this step number three. And you're like, okay, this is exactly what I need to do. But it's not going to make the anxiety of the outcome go away. You're still going to be worried and scared until you see it through and gain that experience and know how to do it the next time yourself, not needing somebody else to tell you, not needing, it's, it's, the experience and the education that comes from the experience, not the education up front that makes those situations easier. Mm-hmm. Now, do you understand why I hate teaching? <laughs> this is why. Yeah. Because I know, and I, I know what you don't know, listeners. I know that the education is not the problem. I said it a million times, go buy a fucking book. Read it. That's not the problem. It's you. You're in your own head. Mm-hmm. You just need to. You just need to go out and do it. Just pick something and do it. Be comfortable, or be okay with the potential of failing. 
Because mm-hmm. I know that you have enough. I know that, that you are the type of person that will get back up again. But if you do not go out and actually do it, if you do not actually go and take the action, you will still be in the same spot in 2023 and 2024 and 2025. And you, you, you might even know more than I do. All that damn education that you purchased, you might know more than I do. Some people do. They, mm-hmm. they shock with things like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know what I'm good at? I'm good at doing shit. Yeah. That's it. That's why I'm further because I do shit every day. I try new things. I'm, I'm okay with the potential of failure, but I also know that I'm strong enough and I have enough willpower and, and determination to actually go and get back up and do it again. I've failed a bunch of times. Different ideas. How many fucking ideas have I failed? <laughs> I've had a lot of great ideas that did not pan out. But I just, you know, you get back up and you try it again. That is how you win. In anything. In any business. That's what you need to do. All of those people that you that you admire, that you look up to, you know, that you pay for their 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 courses or watch their webinars and everything else, that's that's the, that's the characteristic that, that makes them successful is their grit and determination. That's it. It's not what they know. Oh God, if I could just, if I could just be in a room with them just for 20 minutes, just to, just to tap into their brain and all of their information. No, fuck that shit. What you want is you want to, you almost want a patch cord. You want an HDMI cable. You want a USB cable to plug into their determination and grit. That's what you want. You want their fuel. You do not want their database. You do not want their CPU. You want their fuel. Yeah, what are you going to do with that information? That's exactly it. You're still going to be in the exact same fucking spot in 2024. The information is not the thing. And, And I see people, you know, not necessarily, you know, that example, but they will go and they will pay for these these masterminds and these, you know, coaching calls. And I just need to tap into that person because that person knows. No, even if you knew what they knew, you would not be where they are because what you need is their grit determination. Mm -hmm. You need their fuel. They're running on fucking jet fuel. You are. Lainus. (laughs) Goddamn right. Yeah. Not to mention the confidence. Yeah. Which is, which is an ingredient of that fuel. Confidence is in there 100%. too. 100%. I know that I can do it. And I know that if I fail, that I'll figure it out. I have a lot of coaching and um, clients and mentees. And I, if, if you've heard this from me before, now you know what I'm talking about. I think it's fucked that I have more confidence in you than you do yourself. Isn't that fucked? Why do I have more confidence in someone else than they do in themselves? You know yourself better than anyone else. I think that's common. You should be confident enough in knowing that I'll be able to figure it out. That if I don't have the answer, then I will find it. If I don't have the information, that I will find it. I am resourceful. I'm a fucking king or queen. I'm an animal. No one can touch me. That right there. That is how you succeed. That determination, that grit, and that confidence in yourself. Um, Wilson says, if you don't fail, are you even trying? And uh, do, do you guys remember yesterday I was trying to motivate our, um, our people working out? <laughs> and I totally botched it. Well, you can fail trying or fail to try, yeah. right? Which one do you want to do? Not even try? Not even get up and try? That's a failure. If you're trying and you fail, that's not failure. That's you're you're doing stuff. You're taking action. That's not failure. I've had a few um had a few coaching clients just in the last thirty to sixty days. A few. Um changed their minds about their plan. Just decided, you know what? It's probably not the best for us. We're just going to go and try this instead. It just drives me bonkers. It drives me bonkers. And I, like, I have to take a step back because I can't be too hard on people. Mm-hmm. But that shit keeps me up at night. I'm like, oh, 
what do I got to do to give someone more confidence in themselves? Yeah. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a tough thing as a mentor or a coach. How do, how do you instill confidence in someone? Yeah, I think a lot of the time when we decide, you know, like this is this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. It's going to get me where I want to go. And, you know, like we make that plan. I think a lot of the time when we back down from that or decide to change course, it's because we get scared. Mm-hmm. Not always. Not always. Sometimes we have realizations of, you know, a better path or something different. But I'd say a huge majority of the time, it's because we get scared. The anxiety kicks in. Yeah. The yeah. unknown, the, is there an easier way? Usually the easier way is just like bullcrap. It's not going to get you where you need to go. You know that moment where the anxiety kicks in? Where your stomach hurts? Where you can't sleep? Where you're shaking? Where you do not feel well? that's the moment to push forward. That's where change is going to happen. That's where the throttle goes all the way up. That is where. That is where the growth happens. And I'm. you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. That moment where you just feel ill because you're scared of what people are going to think. You're scared if it's going to work out. You don't even know, to be honest, in that moment, you don't even know why you feel like that. Because you have all the answers, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying and, and you're sitting there at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning and you're just like, you almost feel like you're going to vomit and you you know what, you're trying to figure out what it is, that, why am I feeling this way? I know this, I know that, I know this, why can't I just do? <laughs> that moment right there. That's where people quit. Yeah. Because it is so overwhelmingly uncomfortable that your body can't even fucking handle it. Yeah. Your body is shutting down. That right there, that moment is where you go full throttle. And I get it. It's easier to quit. And then your body starts feeling good again. And the relief starts soothing you and seeping in. And you're like, okay, thank God. I'm back into my comfort zone. Well, did you guys know that our body tries to protect us? Like literally our body's job is to make sure that we're comfortable and feel good. And so when 100%, we, that is, that is bodies. Yeah. It's, that's its minds, function. It's, yeah. that's the whole point. And so when like, it's exactly that, when we feel like we're at a breaking point or at the, the tipping point of, we can't handle this, our body tells us this isn't good. Abort, yeah. abort. Like, I don't feel comfortable. What are you doing? And it gives us physical symptoms Yes. that we should quit, that this isn't good. It doesn't feel right. And so Um, I I love that there's always so much relation to, you know, um, pushing forward and being successful in whatever it is you want. And also like you can relate it back to working out, you know, like when -hmm. you're working out where the change happens and where the growth happens is when you're literally at that tipping point where you can't hold that weight another second. But when you push through, that's where the muscle grows. Mm -hmm. That's where it learns that it's capable of something more. And it's the same in the situations that you're just talking about. The other thing I had going through my head is that, um, you know, that fear and anxiety when you finally decide, you know what, like, um, I don't like my job anymore. It's not fulfilling. It's not whatever. Um, I'm going to quit and I'm going to go do something else, whether it's quitting to become an entrepreneur or whether it's just moving on to a new job or whatever it is, you know, how scared you get before you quit. Mm -hmm. Am I making the right choice? Is this, you know, like, this is a big step. This is a big leap. I'm, you know, should I really be, am I going to be successful in this other thing? I don't know. All that doubt starts to creep in. You get so much anxiety before you quit a job because that's your little security blanket of where you feel comfortable. It's what you've been doing for the past several years, you know, and I've, I've stayed in touch with one of my um, employees from the hotel. She used to work for me. I hired her. And we've stayed in touch through social media and um, she, she follows me a lot and listens to a lot of stuff that we put out. And she messaged me the other day. Um, I was talking about, you know, like doing hard things. And she uh, messaged me saying, I'm about to do something big tomorrow morning. Um, and she didn't say what, but like she, it was on, along the same realm of what I had been talking about. And um, she's like, I'm going to message you tomorrow or whatever. And so she quit. She quit her job that next morning. And she actually didn't have a plan, but she knew that that wasn't serving her and that she needed to do something different. And she was terrified. She's like, I don't know what's next. I don't know what's waiting for me. But I knew it deep 
in myself that this wasn't serving me anymore. And so I quit. And and it was like a celebration of, you know, but all that leading up to it mm-hmm. was all unknown and fear and anxiety. And, oh, my God, am I doing the right thing? And those types of things. So, yeah. It's isn't, like, isn't there like a, a, almost like a feeling of like satisfaction immediately afterwards, though? Relief. Yeah, I it pours like over you. There's, there's this weird... Um, no fly zone there's this weird like demilitarized zone where like you're kind of in there in between two things and it feels fucking terrible and you got to go one way or the other mm-hmm. and it's just within that area just within that no fly zone is where you feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. if you go backwards <sighs> yeah you order a pizza you feel better <laughs> <laughs> right instantly i'm like okay I'm just going to order this pizza and then you just like sink back into it and you're like, okay, you feel good. Or you push through and you actually get it done. And there's, it's almost like it's, 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 it's even, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a high yeah. where you've, you've done this and you feel so accomplished. It's almost exactly the same as eating a, a large pizza to yourself. It feels exactly the same, but you have to get out of that no fly zone. Yeah. You got to bust through that 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 area of discomfort and then mm-hmm. you just get to the other side and then now that's your new comfort right mm-hmm. we're using your example of the job now you got a new job and now that's your new comfort yeah but don't you dare go and switch but, your job the next day but it's a <laughs> but it's a step up from what you like obviously if there was that much fear and anxiety you didn't take a step backward into something even more comfortable the anxiety was about something new that is unknown that's muscle growth that's muscle growth you're stronger now yeah. you are in a better position yeah. you can lift more Right? Yeah. You can squat more. Yeah. Because you got past it. Now that is your new new. Mm-hmm. Right? That's your new norm, sorry. Yeah. But in that in that moment there, in that no fly zone, you have to push through and not fall back. They're both gonna feel exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But where are you afterwards? Are you back in your old or are you in the new? Have you grown? Why put yourself through all of that uncomfort? Discomfort. Just discomfort. <laughs> Discomfort, sorry. Why put yourself through all that discomfort just to fall back into the same exact position you were before? Yeah. Why? Yeah. If you're going to put yourself through that kind of pain, you may as well get something from it. Yeah. And and honestly, it's only half a step further. Yeah. It's really. And we're talking about this stuff like we're like like we're like we're crawling through the trenches. And there's mortar mortar strikes. (laughs) Like we have to get through it to the other side, otherwise we go back to the you know to the beach. No, we're not talking about anything like that. We're talking about like having a conversation with someone. That's it. We're talking about like quitting your job and joining a new job. Is it really that fucking bad? Seriously? You've done it a few times now. Look back. Perspective. This is why perspective is key. Let's look back at other circum other scenarios where you've done this. Other examples where you've done things like this before, where you've made a decision and you had anxiety. It's this is why perspective and looking back is so incredibly important because you can see that you've done it before and you can do it again. Mm-hmm. Got a question here. Do you want me to read it? Yes, I'm just, just kind of skimming through it. I think I just want to, I want to, I want to sum up our, sure. our discussion today and in, in that I think today guys we got about 15 minutes left and, and I and I may even end the show early just because I feel like this is the spot to end it um and Tammy I want to answer your question but at the same time I feel like if I answer your question it kind of takes away from this and then that's what the people are going to remember today is that flipping question mm-hmm. and interest rates what I want people to remember is that is everything we talked about today because this is mm-hmm. the important shit. And sometimes we get into it and sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it clicks with people and I, and I feel like I want you, I want this really, I want this to marinate today. What I want actually in the last 10 to 15 minutes here is I want you to think about some things that you've been putting off and I want you to like think about the one thing you're going to do today. Mm-hmm. Just one little thing. We're not talking about storming the beaches, Okay. Just talking about something simple. 
something little that you can do today that's going to push you further, just a little bit further. That's all. And not a to-do list item. No. Not that you need to get your taxes in. That's not pushing you forward. That's something that everybody needs to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's every time we we, we we do something similar to this, it's like, I am going to go and I'm going to put out 50 flyers tomorrow. No, that's not it. Something that's going to contribute to growth, not management. Yeah. Growth. I'm going to change the way that I talk. I'm going to get a new wardrobe. I'm going to just do something that's uncomfortable. You know, I realize that like when I go on these videos, um, you know, I'm always wearing dirty clothes. I'm going to go out and spend a thousand bucks on some nice new clothes and I'm going to step up my game so that people look at me differently. And then I'm going to do that for a few weeks. And then from there, I'm going to reach out to a few people um, that have commented on a few of my videos and ask them uh, if they'd be interested in partnering with me. Bam. That's, that's, that's something that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's intentional. Just an example that I came up with on the fly, but I'm going to reach out to that podcast and ask if I can, if I can be on the podcast and share my story been talking about wanting to share my story for a long time. I'm going to do that because when I reach out and get on that podcast, whether they say yes or no, hopefully they say yes. I'm going to go on that podcast. And from there, I hope that someone's going to hear my story. And I'm going to add in something a little subliminal there where people can reach out to me if they want to connect. So you're putting something out that you're growing. You know what I mean? And now you've been on one podcast. And from there, my goal is to gain more attention. And then if I'm on that podcast, there's a very good chance that I'll be able to reach out to this other podcast, which is a bigger podcast. And um, I can reference that last episode to show that I have experience. And then I'm going to be able to go on that next podcast because now they have experience. And and from there, it's just going to grow my brand a little bit bigger. And it's going to show my Aunt Ruth that I do know what I'm talking about. I can show her that I've been on you know, podcasts, just an example. These are things that people have trouble with, right? Mm -hmm. Growing their brand and helping them, you know, um, create more opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to get some professional photos done. Not exactly huge growth, but I'm going to talk to my uncle. Right. I'm going to buy a fucking property. I know everything about flips. I've been listening to the fucking morning show for months. Wayne's told me, and I've listened into his Friday live trainings. I booked a coaching call with him. I know exactly how to flip properties. I know all the numbers and everything else. I just don't know if it's going to fucking work or not. Today, I'm going to call up my realtor and I'm going to tell him or her that I want a flip, a flip property this week. I was going to say there's a difference between just declaring, that's it, I'm going to buy a property and... And then a difference between like being ready to pull the trigger. Because a lot of people are out searching for properties, but how many of you have passed up on this one and that one and this one and that one? Because, oh, I'm not, I'm not quite sure about that. Get sure. Mm-hmm. Pull the trigger. Um, when I made the decision that I was going to get back into flipping and I wanted to turn it into a business. Like I want to do flips. How do I go about doing this? And even me, like at the beginning, when I like when I revisited it again, I wasn't a hundred percent sure that it was gonna work out. So I'm like, okay, first things first, I gotta call um Calvin. Well, no, I had to figure out who is my realtor gonna be. Yes. Even before Calvin. Yeah, said, okay, we weren't using Calvin. Like, how do I go about doing this? So this is the outcome that I want. I wanna get up to doing three or four flips at the same time. I want this to be a new branch of my business. I don't want to be involved in it. I do realize that there is going to be some hands-on stuff that needs to happen for the first little while, right? I do realize that Gabby's going to have to take a huge chunk of this, you know, put it on uh, this work. A huge chunk of this work is going to be put on her plate. And I didn't, uh, that's what I'm trying to avoid. But I know that through a little bit of hard work, through a few repetitions, you know, we're going to get some growth. So... I understand that, but what do I need to do in order to get to that point where we can have three or four flips going on at the same time where it's not taking up any of our, our bandwidth, any of our energy? Well, it's going to take about six to 12 months. We're going to have to do a few smaller projects first in order to get this up and running, build our team. And I need a realtor who actually understands 
fix and flips who does it on a regular basis. So I go and I seek out um, a realtor who I know has been working with flippers in the area because I want to know that they're going to be able to provide me with the information, the expertise and the know-how that I don't want to be dealing with or learning about. Okay. So I book one hour with him. I ask him, I say, okay, cool. Get me set up on a search. Can you give me an hour? He gives me an hour. He goes through the whole city, all the neighborhoods, all the prices, everything I should know, educates me. Cool. Okay. Set me up on the searches. Done. Sets me up on the searches. Now I've got it to a point where, and this is me, this is not you, but you know, I'm a player. I don't even show up to the houses anymore. My realtor goes and does a FaceTime and just kind of walks me through the house real quickly. And I ask him where to look. I do this off my desk. Okay, unconditional offer, bam. Why? Because I know what I know and I'm confident enough and I'm okay with the risks of a few things that I don't know about because I've, I've put systems in place that I can make offers unconditional because I know that if something is to come up, I know how to handle it, right? That certainty we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. I know that I can go unconditional for the conditions. I know that I can go unconditional for the financing because I've got so many different options for financing, which I built. How do I get to a point where I can go unconditional financing? I built a network of private lenders. I have enough cash in my bank account, worst case scenario. So I have that certainty. I can just do that. So now I can make those decisions quickly. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's a property. Calvin, can you go check it out? Yeah, no problem. Here's a FaceTime video. Thank you. Okay, unconditional offer. If I get it, I know what to do. Yeah. I pass it off to you. You know everything to do. The checklist that's required for purchasing it. Yeah. Right? I called the contractor. Hey, we got the next property lined up. Okay, cool. Wayne special. All right, cool. When does it start? They get on site. They know exactly what it is to do. From time to time, we have a little group chat where they message us and ask us any individual questions, but I barely go there once a week. Barely. We got mm-hmm. one in St. Albert. Like, I think it went two weeks. We didn't see it, but we get picture updates and, and you know, they message us on, on the group chat. It's very simple stuff. Same thing with the one in legit. We have one that's like three minutes from our house. We barely go to it. I like that. Mm-hmm. We can do everything from home, very hands off. Yeah. This is what I've been meaning to build. Right. Yeah. But it all started from that decision that I wanted to have this as another branch of our business. Made the decision. I got the information I needed and I pounced on it. That's how you, that's how you reverse engineer something that you want. Yeah. But had I not made that phone call, here is it. If I never made that phone call to Calvin, do you think we would be here today? Not in this capacity, not to this level. Do you think that if I didn't do my research and figure out who the the realtor was and find Calvin, I probably wouldn't have had that one hour meeting with him, Mm -hmm. which answered all my questions. Mm -hmm. And I probably would not be here today. Mm -hmm. So I think back about those pivotal moments that those decisions that I made and those conversations that I had that were instrumental in getting me here today. Those are reminders of those, those moments where I did things that were uncomfortable. Yeah. Because everybody else was telling us. At that moment, everyone was telling us flipping is a bad idea. Don't flip. Don't yeah. flip. So fuck that shit. Yeah. Well, and at that time, you saw a very specific opportunity within townhouses. Yeah. So people are saying don't flip, but you're like, guys, like townhouses are at the bottom and everything else is, you know, creeping, creeping up. So why wouldn't this be the time? Even to this. So he challenged it and he did it. (laughs) Even today, a lot of people are saying, well, Wayne, you're flipping houses, but they don't fit within the 70% rule. Fuck your 70% rule. We're making money. (laughs) You read it in some book in some bigger pockets book from some guy who wrote it in, in Colorado. Like, are you kidding me right now? It's my business. I make the decisions. I looked at it. I make the rules. I make the rules. I make my own fucking rules, not no 70% rule. Yeah. And don't ask me, hey, Wayne, what's what's a good deal? You determine what yeah. a good deal what's is. What's a good profit? That's up to you. Should I be making two pennies for every penny? No. Whatever is Whatever you're comfortable with. Make a decision and live with it. You should be the one determining it. Don't listen to some guru who tells you that that's not a good deal. Don't be asking people to, to know what a good deal is. You determine what a good deal is. You determine what a good business is. If that makes you happy and you think that's a good return, then do it. Right? Yeah. Our flips make about thirty to $50,000. Everyone's like, well, that's not enough money. You should be making at least a hundred. 
No, I'm good with 30. Yeah. I'm good with having We're four. hands off. We send people in and they do the work and we get 30 to $50,000 after. A lot of that is Why other people's money. Why wouldn't you do money. that? <laughs> Keep in mind, a lot of that is other people's money. We don't use a whole heck of a lot of our own money unless we need to. Mm-hmm. So I'm using other people's money, OPM, and I'm making $30,000 on every deal. And I get up to four deals at a time. And it takes me three months to do a deal. So every three months, I am doing four deals. How many deals do I do every year? Four times four is 16. 16 times $30,000 is $480,000 a year. Do you think I give a shit about the tax implications? Oh, yeah, Wayne, but you're getting taxed at 100% of the, you know, the gains there. I don't give a shit. It's $480,000 for my business. My business is making an additional over $400,000 more using OPM, and I don't do shit. Other people do it. Other people's money, other people's time, other people's energy. Do you think I care about any 70% rule? Do you think I care if one property breaks even because there was a huge foundation issue behind the drywall and one of those properties had a twenty-five dollars or $30,000 crack repair? So I only broke, I made zero on that property. Does it, you really think it affects my bottom line all that much when I look at it at a yearly business perspective? No, not at all. I don't give a shit. Oh no, I only made $10,000 on that deal. I still made $10,000 in three months when you made nothing because you were trying to think about it, trying mm-hmm. to figure out if it's a good deal or not. Mm-hmm. You passed up on it. I made 10 grand. I made $3,300 every month using other people's money. You have to look at it from that perspective as a business, right? Oh, Wayne, you're over leveraged. What do you mean? It all has collateral. I just told you. I just sell the property and I pay all the money back. If it sells for $30,000 less, no big deal. If it sells for $50,000 less and there was a $30,000 profit, then I lost $20,000, but I made four eighty. dollars <laughs> You understand what I'm getting at? Like when you're doing it at scale, at scale, it doesn't... It, it's, it's a drop in the pond, right? But when you're doing one at a time and you, you're like, oh, this is my first deal. And I lie. There's a potential I could break even or lose $5,000 or $10,000. Yeah, I can understand that's, that's a little overwhelming. I get it. But how do you get it to scale where Wayne is? How do you get it to that point? What are you willing to endure? The potential that you could fail in the first couple of properties? Yeah. So what do I need in order to make sure that it doesn't ruin me? Well, I need a little bit more money to make sure that I have a cushion or a reserve that in the event in the first three properties, I lose $5,000 on each one. I can handle it. Okay. Put it in place. What other things can I do to make sure that I don't fail? Well, I'm going to go talk to the fucking expert. I'm going to go talk to someone in my network, in my area, who is flipping properties and find out what they do. I'm going to pay them for their time. Done. Is there anything else I can do? No. At that point, do it. At the moment where there's, you ask yourself, is there anything else that I can do? And you say no, that's the moment to do it. Bam. You've prepared as much as you can. Now it is a matter of going into the no-fly zone. That's it. just gave you a taste of the fuel of the jet fuel you do not need to be around me okay you do not need to be around me to ask me questions about this kind of stuff you can be around me to you can you can get high off the jet fuel okay if you want to stand near me and get high off the jet fuel yeah i mean it's it'll the high will last a moment or two but you what you need to do is find your own jet fuel where you can talk that quickly, where you can analyze that quickly, where you can make decisions that quickly. That's what you need. Find your own jet fuel. Okay? Quit trying to get high off mine. I'm going to leave it there. We're right at the one hour. Tammy, I'm going to answer your question tomorrow. I promise. And anyone else who has questions down below. Guys, figure out what it is you're going to do today. Come back tomorrow. Let me know what you did. All right, guys? Have a good day. 
Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.